0: Support comes from Clipper Vacations, offering getaways on the Clipper Fast Ferry to Victoria, B.C. Clipper Ferry and hotel packages from $250 per person. Enjoy historic charm, afternoon tea, and more. Terms and conditions apply. Details and booking at clippervacations.com.
1: You're listening to Soundside. I'm Mike Davis. Kurt Cobain was a defining figure in Seattle's music history. He was the poster child of the grunge era who rose to international stardom and whose life was cut tragically short. This year marks the 30th anniversary of his death. Cobain left behind a lot of things, hundreds and thousands of fervent fans, a family. But this next story, it starts with his notebook. In it is a list of albums ranging from The Beatles to Black Flag to Public Enemy. It's titled Top 50 by Nirvana. A new podcast called The Cobain 50 from KEXP is looking into the backstory of those 50 albums. I went to KEXP and met up with Martin Douglas and Dusty Henry, the hosts of The Cobain 50, to talk about what these albums mean to them. And we started with a little trip down memory lane. It's funny you guys started off episode one with your little with your little Seattle Weekly history of both of y'all being there, and just so the audience knows, I was there at that same time too. So it's it's full circle right now. I'm so glad to be here with both of y'all.
2: Yeah, it was a, it was a great era. I remember reading the Weekly every week when I contributed to <laughs> yeah. it because. It wasn't like I was reading for my own stuff. I was reading for everybody else's stuff. And hey, me too. And Imagine that uh it's like that um that saying goes, rising tide raises all ships. That was man, that was a beautiful time. I agree.
1: I agree. It was a beautiful time in, in Seattle music as well. And just having the opportunity to cover it in print. Writing these things, having the relationship with the artist, the scene, uh, I, I truly, truly miss those days. Man, I miss print. <laughs> Me too. What happened? <laughs> I feel like the old dude these days talking about back when, when I wrote in a newspaper. Back in my day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wearing the
0: fedora with the press. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Back
1: in my day, they stopped at the bus stop and opened the thing and grabbed the paper out. All right. So y'all are highlighting... 50 albums on this podcast, all taken from Kurt Cobain's notebook. Can you tell us a little bit about that notebook, what was written in it, and how y'all chose to make a
0: podcast around these notes? Yeah, so Kurt was a prolific journaler. They Eventually published his journals, kind of controversially uh, a number of years back, maybe 10, 15 years, longer than that, I don't uh, Yeah, know.
2: 2002, I think, so yeah, more like 20 years.
0: Yeah, and, and the, they, they were really, you know, stream-of-conscious diaries. There's, there's comics he drew, just his random thoughts lyrics. And one of his journals was a list of, it says Nirvana's top 50 albums. And that list has been influential in its own right. Martin and I bonded over that when we— uh, first met uh, it's just a crazy list and it goes from the gamut of like hardcore punk oh, to like the Beatles yeah, I'll tell you something. bands like the Shags you can never be in this world. all over the map and you get really an insight into who Kurt was and also just the other aspect of him of not just being a prolific songwriter but an advocate for music he loved. No, that's a good point. Uh, I would argue that
1: if you want to know anything about somebody, ask them their favorite albums from growing up, like, like Mm -hmm. that will definitely give you a sense of who that person is. But I got to ask, I mean,
2: 50 albums, Martin, does that mean you're doing 50 episodes of this podcast? Yeah, we're going to do most of them, I think. There are a couple that we're feeling dicey about <laughs> ethically, <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're not going to cover those in depth. We've chosen not to cover those, but I mean, yeah, for we've, we've basically got the bulk of the list, the vast majority of the list.
1: Of the 50 albums, what are, what are a couple that you're particularly looking forward to talking about?
2: Well, I um, actually did episode one, last week's episode, on The Stooges' Raw Power, which is a very fundamental record for me and inspired most of the music that I enjoy today. <laughs> I'm a
1: with a hat full of napalm I'm a runaway son of the nuclear aid How did you decide to approach your episodes in this way where you're diving in, you're giving us that history, but you're also bringing it back to Kurt Cobain and you're bringing it back to, you know, how these albums
2: influenced him, which says a lot about Seattle and and what became of our music scene. I think the idea of bringing it back to Kurt was something that we were thinking about when this idea was just gestating. And, like, how do, you, how do you tie these albums back to the musician who put them on this foundational list? And the idea about how that band influences one of the most influential artists of his generation. And I think that, for the Stooges in particular, it was a foundational record for so many musicians and even outside of Kurt and Nirvana, the Stooges were fundamental in kind of building what would become the Seattle scene. Like Mud Honey loved the Stooges, idolized the Stooges. Allison Chains idolized the Stooges. So many other bands from this area specifically. That was a big record in Seattle.
1: Yeah, and it was a big record. I guess everywhere. I loved I loved the snippet that you dropped in about the Ramones and how, you know, they didn't they come together because they liked each other. They came together because they all got down with the Stooges. Yeah. And, and that's super cool. Dusty, we're in a place right now where a lot of the youngsters are, are able to go back and listen to a lot of old music. Like, everything is being digitized, so yeah. it's real easy for them. What do you think young folks who have never heard of some of these older bands – Will get from listening to this series of podcasts that's going to revisit
0: so much of this classic music. Mm. That's a great question. I think they're going to find a lot, actually. And I think you know it's interesting like, being on TikTok and you, like, because well, this list when I found this list as a teenager, it changed my whole worldview. It was like I listened to these bands and it just opened up so much more music to me and i see people on tiktok they're like oh you got to check out slow dive or my Bloody valentine or nirvana right and they a lot of like this gen z like this gen z a lot of (laughs) (laughs) these these young kids they sure like nirvana Um, (laughs) but it's going to give a deeper insight into that i mean for anybody but i think going back to something like shonen knife or the stooges like when you unearth that Genesis, it's such an awakening moment. Like it, it was for me, and it has been for me with a lot of bands. Like if you like, oh, I love you know Idols, and then you hear a Black Flag episode, you're like, oh, that's <laughs> where that comes from. And I think it's has opportunity to like yeah. get people to dig deeper, and that's what excites me about music. It's what excites me about this podcast. And yeah, ho- I hope people do.
2: Yeah. And to piggyback off of that, I feel as though. Because we are all people of a certain age, (laughs) we remember a time where there wasn't the internet, where you couldn't find all of the music ever made by a certain artist through Mm -hmm. one Google search. And so that's why this list is foundational, because it came out at a time where music was not quite as accessible, and you had to go out there and search You had to go to the library, to the music store, to the bookstore to read magazines about these artists and that's how you figured it out. And so the idea that the Cobain 50 is this historical document essentially is a cool thing in and of itself because again, we didn't have that sort of profound historical document where we're taking a whole year (laughs) to
0: get into all these albums. It's like the ultimate, like older brother turning you onto music, like consolidated and took a list. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. I miss those days. Is it better or worse now for music? Just in the way that you don't have to be of the culture anymore to experience the culture you used to have to go places you used to have to have a big brother that was into things yeah. or, or that friend at school now it it, it is it, it's TikTok, and, and you know i got a niece that experiences music in snippets like like <laughs> i'm just curious like this i mean like we're all we're, we're former newspaper writers man that says a lot about us and we all wrote about music How do you feel about how music is consumed now versus even five years ago, 10 years ago? It feels so different.
0: It feels different. And in in some ways it's really cool. Like I love to be able to access anything and like stumble onto something new. But again, like you sometimes lose out on a little bit of the depth of it and the specialness of it. Like when you find, when you found like back in the day, 10 years ago, when you found a record, like it was like, I've, I found this thing and this is my thing. And I got to you're, you're searching for any snippet you can for context and, and now it's so easy to just skip next daily mix. Like, and I don't want to wreck on that too hard, but it, <laughs> it it loses a little bit of that, like sentimental specialness of it and the community around it too. Like, uh, you're not really. You don't have to talk to anybody. You just get it fed to you, and like so true. That's something that I think gets really lost. These kids are
1: buying band tees off the internet, man. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even got to see the band anymore. So I, I want to ask, and I'll go back to you, Martin. You know, as you're as you're diving into these fifty albums, and you're looking at it through the lens of Kurt Cobain, do you find yourself learning more about? Seattle's music history as you're making that connection or do you have a sense of nostalgia just going back to that time because this I mean he hurt me so much to Seattle in our history and you're looking at him through this really really unique lens
2: yeah absolutely I feel as though there's a little bit of both in that where I do feel nostalgic about these albums some of them I haven't listened to in years and then there are other things For instance, I'm currently working on the Bad Brains episode. I liked and appreciated Bad Brains because they, you know, they are the template for what I am, a black (laughs) punk rocker. And just listening to their history or reading some archival interviews, like really opened up my mind to why they made the choices they made, or even the fact that they were such accomplished musicians before they even started playing punk rock like that was really (laughs) cool to me and so for it to influence the Seattle scene I see that a lot because as I mentioned before with the Stooges like that was something that was very foundational for what would become grunge and there are other records on this list that you know, were foundational for a lot of great artists that came out of here. And a lot of the scene, you know, going back to what Dusty's saying about how there aren't really scenes anymore because of TikTok and (laughs) social media. There were communities that bonded over these artists and go to their shows and become friends or not become friends, become rivals and say, my my band's better than your band <laughs> because of this one band that had united them. And I think I think all of that is really cool and really interesting. All right. I'm gonna ask y'all
1: to predict the future. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Kurt Cobain is gone. He's not here. But you all have done this deep dive into his list of these 50 albums. For each of you, and I'll start with you, Martin. I'll put you on the spot. If you had to pick a contemporary album that you think would have made Kurt's list, what
2: would it be? I've been thinking about this a lot. And actually, I think Kurt would have been a big MF Doom fan. Really? Okay. I I was... So, getting back to initially reading the list I was kind of surprised that Kurt was in the rap and then I was like nah it makes sense because Kurt's songs were taken lyrics were taken piecemeal from poems just like hip-hop yes his songs some of them were about things and some of them were about everything like just little snatches of lyrics and it's a very hip-hop approach to lyricism and I think from a craftsman level, but also from the persona level and the humor and just the depth of wordplay, I think Kurt would really be into do Metal
1: fist, terrorists claim responsibility. Broken household name usually set in hostility. I'm with an MF, you silly. I like to take men to the end for two milli. So audio and the, the cult classic nature like it it feels how are you gonna top
0: that dusty I know, how are honestly, you gonna, are you... i'm putting
1: you on the spot right <laughs> it, how are you gonna do this <laughs> i go first
0: next time <laughs> i can't top that <laughs> no i don't know i mean i think an artist i think about when i think about like i don't think there's a next cobain that's gonna be the next whoever that person is you know but i think about Mitski quite a bit for her record puberty too just the way that mitsuki to me is so fearless and i think with each new record she goes a different way she experiments puberty Two, i think is one of her most experimental records you know you always you always wonder what kurt would have done next and like when you hear like stuff like his last song you know you're right or some of these like demos on the with the lights out box set you can hear him going more indie pop maybe or, or something like that and i feel like mitsuki does that but then she's got that hard edge that that kurt had another record that came to mind was andre 3000's latest record new blue sun <laughs> just in terms of like going totally off the map kurt did a record with william burroughs was it mm-hmm. like yeah it was just him playing guitar over poetry like just going full experimental like just not doing what it's expected yes. i feel like that is so kurt to me and i feel like he would have resonated with that so you know people that really love the craft that really love music
1: yes martin Dusty, thank you both so much for joining
2: me. Appreciate y'all. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Such a pleasure, man.
1: That was my conversation with Martin Douglas and Dusty Henry, hosts of the Cobain 50 podcast from KEXP. The first two episodes are available now, and we'll post the link to the podcast on KUOW.org. You're listening to SoundSide on KUOW.
0: Thanks for listening to SoundSide. By the way, this show is only possible because listeners support us. If you are able to give right now, check out the show notes for a link to donate. And don't forget, you can listen live on KUOW 94.9 FM Seattle at noon and 8 p.m. Monday through Thursday or anytime online at KUOW.org.
1: Seattle in the 90s, a tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's Teen Dance Ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. A story of moral panic, grassroots activism, and an unstoppable music community that fought for its freedom. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network.